You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BOL with you, joined alongside Hank South, Recruiting Analyst for us there at BamaOnline.com. Hank, we're heading into another weekend, so uh, what commitments you got lined up for us? We had three on the long weekend last week, so go ahead. Tell us uh, tell us the four or five that you're anticipating <laughs> in the next couple of days. You know, we'll see. You know, I have plans on Saturday, <laughs> so I would expect at least four major developments this weekend to, you know, all unfold on Saturday. Exactly what I'm doing, the things I need to do. That, so, that's what <laughs> we've got to do. We've just got to. Everyone out there, we just have to come up with plans for Hank. If you'll just plan some <laughs> some things for Hank and that lovely wife of his and that growing family, uh, maybe we can we can get some more uh, commitment action going for this this Alabama class. Yeah, no, it, it usually happens in those kind of moments. But uh, but but to be serious, there's there's nothing scheduled right now. But you know, I feel like every time I say that on this on this podcast, you know, something happens within 48 hours. So always got to keep your head on a swivel on BOL with, with recruiting news. Yeah. You were an old high school football player. You covered kickoffs. Is it kind of like that? You know, you're covering a kickoff and you're running down there and you don't know where people are coming from, from your left or right. You gotta, you gotta literally have your head on a swivel doing this. I'm maybe you're able to lean on some of those old high school football day instincts. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, you know, we we usually have a pretty good idea. I I feel like on on most timelines and decisions, but especially this, this cycle with the coronavirus kind of just, you know, changing things by the day, whether it be the recruiting calendar, whether it be, uh, guys, uh, you know, just, narrowing down their lists or, or, you know, ending things a little bit sooner than they originally anticipated. So it, it's definitely been an, an interesting cycle to cover um, in, in terms of uh, guys making commitments a little bit earlier. Yeah, head on a swivel, Hank, we're going to call him from okay. now on. I like got to be aware, got to be ready to go. Um, since we last spoke, though, uh, Monkel Goodwine, defensive end prospect from up in the D.C. area, Kyrie Jackson, the corner from East Mississippi and one that really seemed to not come out of left field because, as, as you told us, and Tim Watts, site publisher for us there at BOL, has talked about, uh, th- there was a longstanding relationship with Jalen Milrow before he made that decision to flip from Texas to Alabama. But um, talk about how that one sort of came to be in the in the time frame that it did. Yeah, you know, I, I think with with Jalen Milrow, that was that was really the biggest thing that I. Th- think separated Alabama and, and kind of ultimately made him lean that way to his decision is just his relationship um, with with the staff. And that's one thing, you know, I, I don't think gets talked about enough is there really wasn't any staff turnover uh, uh, or at least, you know, at the level that we've we've seen the last few years prior to this past offseason where uh, where Bama is either changing a defensive coordinator, changing an offensive coordinator, changing, you know, their their position coaches. Um, but w- with this cycle, they, they brought in Freddie Roach, a defensive line. But, you know, Sark was back. Tino Sinceri, even he's not an on the field coach, but obviously a graduate assistant with the quarterbacks. He was back. Um, so they all had that opportunity to to get to know Jalen Milrow in the summer of 2019 when he camped, uh, when he worked out and visited. Um, and that's really kind of where the relationship with Bama started to really kind of blossom. Um, he obviously went on to commit to Texas shortly after um, 
shortly after Drake May committed to Alabama, but he he was first to admit. He said, you know, I, I was about to commit to Alabama. Drake May just, you know, committed first. Um, so he ended up going to Texas after he got an offer from the Longhorns. But, um, uh, you know, as we all know, Drake May flipped to UNC that earlier this spring, and that kind of paved the way for um, things to the ball to get to kind of rolling again with Jalen Milrow to Alabama. And, you know, I actually caught up with him this week. Um, the interview will be posted on Bama Online. And, you know, he talked about how Bama was very respectful about his commitment to Texas, but, you know, they, they just continued to communicate with him, continued to let him know that the opportunity was there. And he said ultimately it was the relationship and just the opportunity to learn under Coach Sark um, and Coach Saban that really just separated Bama from the pack. And uh, it was just something he was thinking about for a while. He made up his mind last Sunday um, and he called the coaching staff on Monday morning. He said they were all you know thrilled to have him. So um, it, it's like like you said, it wasn't I guess the timing was a little bit of a surprise because, you know, he hadn't been doing any interviews or talking about, you know, wavering or anything. But if you look at the recruitment and kind of how it's all unfolded the last 12 months, um, the fact that he chose Bama is not a huge surprise. Inevitably, the comparisons to another Jalen are going to be there, right? And even when you watch Jalen Milrow on tape, it's hard not to think of Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you see Jalen Milrow fitting into this program? Is it uh, maybe a trajectory similar to what we saw with perhaps Hurts? You know, Jalen came in, not a what I would call a developmental prospect as a passer, but certainly had some ground to cover. Uh, you watch Milrow on tape. He makes the, the throws. The arm talent is there. Um, but in, 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 the, in, in terms of comparing those two, do you see a lot of, of Milrow and Hurts? Yeah, you, you do. And that, that was kind of, I think everyone's kind of first take. I know Gabe Brooks um, on 24-7 Sports, the regional analyst in Texas, compares him to Josh Dobbs, um, the former former Tennessee quarterback. But I think the biggest thing, and, and Tim Watts has, has touched on this too, the biggest things that stand out to Jay, uh, about Jalen Miller when I watch his tape is just he has a big arm and he's really athletic. He, he's a true, you know, dual threat guy. Um, he can certainly, you know, continue on. The play when it breaks down, um, he he can do things outside the structure of the play, and you know I think he just gives you a lot of options as an offensive coordinator, and you can kind of um, structure everything around him. So, um, and, and you know he he's 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 I think a four-year starter, or he'll, he'll be a four-year starter yeah. um, it, um, at the high school level, and I I think Tompkins is six A. So you know he has. Um, he, you know, he has a lot uh, to like as a prospect at the quarterback position that I think, you know, Sark and Sinceri and Saban, um, you know, really like and, and are going to, you know, try to um, harness and, and hone in. Yeah, a lot of RPO action in that offense yep. at Tompkins High School. And like Jalen Hurts, Milrow, a guy that plays with a good bit of strength. You watch him when he runs the football. He's not an easy guy to tackle, not just because of his speed or his elusiveness, but again, Overall strength shows up with this guy when he sort of runs through some tacklers, would-be tacklers at the high school level. Now, sort of in relation to Milrow, there's been a lot of talk of late about Tamise Adelaide, previously committed to Ohio State. Uh, And it's interesting, I guess, Hank, because Adelaide, too, has ties to that Tompkins high school program. Yeah. And this, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny because last summer, you know, I, I would say in June of 2019, it looked like those two were 
as far as underclass recruits looked like the most likely to end up at Bama. They had both uh, visited and camped in June and both returning to Alabama. To, uh, both had named Bama their leader. You know, Tim Mese also said his visit to Bama was the best he'd ever had. Um, you know, that's where he was leaning. And, and obviously, you know, he things continued on and, and he ended up committing to Ohio State this past uh, spring, has reopened things. Um, and he's kind of had a, a whirlwind of the last six months. He transferred to IMG Academy. Um, came back to ta- uh, Katy, Texas. I believe he is sitting out his senior season. So he's just back at home preparing um, to enroll early at his next stop. He's decommitted from Ohio State. He's considering um, Alabama. He's considering a lot of schools, but the, the three that seem to be the you know common denominator: Alabama, Florida, and uh, and Texas A&M. And you know I caught up with Jalen about him, and he said you know they've been playing since youth ball together up to the high school level until Tunmise left for IMG Academy. And he said they've talked about how they would like to play together at the next level. And it would be a a really cool opportunity to do so. And so I I think, you know, this only helps, you know, people look at guys going to IMG as a positive for Bama, just because of um, the tied strength of that school, getting guys, top guys there. But, you know, now having him back home in Katy um, with Jalen Milrow, who's going to be in his ear all the time. um, That's got to be a huge plus. If you're looking at Bama's chances and uh, to me say, tweeted out this week that he's going to take his decision to signing day. We'll see if that happens. He was also supposed to take his recruitment to August before he committed to uh, Ohio state in the spring. So these guys changed their minds on decision timelines. So he's one we're watching closely. And sticking with Texas and through this point of the 2021 cycle, it's once again, been very good to Alabama, the Brockermeyer twins, Milrow, uh, another strong run for guys like Carl Scott and Jeff Banks. And I guess that goes back to the continuity that you alluded to earlier uh, in the podcast. But who else is left maybe in the state? Is it Shamar Turner? I know you've updated him recently. Where where else might this class turn to in the Lone Star State for some help? Yeah, you know, it, it looks like that defensive end spot is going to be kind of the, the focus going forward. And like you said, I mean, they have so many talented guys already committed from Texas, uh, whether it be the Brock Myers, Kendrick Blackshire, now Jalen Milrow. Uh, but, you know, to Miss Adelaide, now back in Katy, Texas, he's going to be a guy of focus. And as we know, we just discussed him. Bama's right there in it for him. I and mean, then Shamar Turner. Yeah, he, he has a, um, a top five. He's actually I, I talked to Kendrick Blackshire this week who, uh, you know, Kendrick goes to Duncanville, but I, I believe he lives in Lancaster, which is like one exit down from DeSoto. So he knows Shamar Turner. He's friends with him. He's working on him. But Bama has been in that one for a while and, and actually has, you know, kind of an advantage in, in this time period because uh, Bama actually got him on campus. It's the only um, out of state SEC school that's gotten um, Shamar Turner on campus. And uh, his top five is Bama, LSU, Georgia. Texas and Texas A&M. So he's been to A&M in Texas, just hasn't been to Georgia and LSU. Um, so, you know, depending on what happens um, with this recruiting calendar that's currently in a dead period until September 30th, um, Bama might have that, you know, having already got him on campus kind of advantage visit um, prior to all the coronavirus shutdown. So that's one that's I think it's going to drag on a little bit longer just because he's waiting to see if he can take visits. But Bama's right there with, with Texas, Texas A&M. Uh, there's a lot of different talk about different schools with him and kind of where he might be leaning. But uh, Bama has been in it and been in it strong for, for a while. Speaking of shutdowns and dead periods and pausing, we're going to take a short break right here on the Bama online podcast. When we come back with Hank South recruiting analyst for us there at BOL, BOL, we'll talk with Hank about skill positions other than the quarterback position. Now that 
Jalen Milrow has committed to the Crimson Tide and also get into some hoops talk when the Bama Online podcast returns right after this. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back with more of the Bama Online Podcast. Travis Ryder, Senior Analyst for BOL, joined by Recruiting Analyst. Hank South, and Hank, now that you have that centerpiece at the quarterback position, let's get into the guys around that spot. And we know at the wide receiver position, Alabama already has three stellar commitments for the 2021 cycle. Maybe an update on perhaps a fourth candidate there in that rotation. And then also running back, where we know Alabama can be extremely selective this time around. And then You know, the much talked about tight end position as we've gotten into, it seems like, for the last couple of three cycles where Alabama is concerned. Yeah, you know, it seems as as like wide as the scope was in the spring and even early parts of the summer at the skill positions, it's really narrowed, um, at least at this point. You know, names always will pop up um, throughout, you know, some – senior season evals and that kind of stuff. But um, it, it's interesting to see Bama get three top tier wide receiver, elite wide receiver commitments before even having a quarterback in their class. And I think that speaks volumes to obviously having Bryce Young on board as well. But then to add Jalen Milrow, that's, you know, just got to strengthen those commitments. You got to think um, with those guys. But as far as adding a fourth, which Bama seems intent on doing, you know, uh, they've, they've been recruiting guys pretty hard. We saw Malcolm Johnson, one of the top targets commit to Auburn. He's actually reclassifying and enrolling, I think this week at Auburn. So that was kind of the deciding factor there. Uh, but the other, you know, common name has been, uh, Brian Thomas Jr. from Louisiana. And I actually spoke with, uh, spoke with Brian this week and, and, you know, he's, he's taking it real slow. You know, I feel like Louisiana guys, when they say they're taking it the distance, you know, they, they usually mean that they usually are taking it to signing day. And, you know, Brian Thomas will probably have the opportunity to do that with any of the schools recruiting him. Cause he's just that good. Uh, but he has a, a top four of Bama, LSU, Georgia, and A&M, um, similar to that Shamar Turner situation. Um, he's already been to Bama a couple times. He's been to LSU. Obviously he lives just down the road from Baton Rouge. He hasn't been to Georgia and he hasn't been to A&M. So he's kind of waiting it out, trying to feel it out to see if he can take those visits before making a decision. But regardless, it, it seems like this one's, a, it's, it's been seemingly a, a Bama LSU race for him. And it, it kind of goes back and forth, you know, every few weeks, you feel like LSU has a little edge. Bama has a little edge. So, that's one. I, I think he's the, the top wide receiver to watch. There's other guys, you know, Xavier Worthy, Deion Colsey, but he's kind of the focus. Um, at the running back position, it's, it's narrowed down, it seems. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, Bama has the luxury of, you know, being picky when it comes to that position, if taking a running back at all. Obviously, Kamar Wheaton's um, a big a, a big name there, the, the five-star back from Texas. Another guy, you know, we could have mentioned in that Texas list of, of guys um, Bama's still after. That one seems to be kind of an Oklahoma-Texas thing, but he has been to Tuscaloosa. He camped last summer or was on campus last summer, um, so he has familiarity there. I think an interesting name to watch that we caught up with recently is Alton McCaskill, a three-star back out of Houston, the Houston area. Um, he got an offer in, in late June, and we, we did an interview with him a couple weeks ago, and you know he said he was just ecstatic about the Bama offer. Um, that was one you know 
he said every kid dreams of. So he said all the right things. Um, we'll see, you know, whether does Bama push for that position? Are, are they waiting on an answer from a guy like Kamar Wheaton or another guy? So those are kind of two names to watch. Um, there are a few others, but, you know, probably take a little bit too long to get into all of them. Um, and then the tight end position, the focus still, you know, Robbie Oots, um, the tight end out of South Carolina, who's down to Bama and Virginia Tech. Um, I think he's going to be moving up his decision just because, you know, he was another guy waiting to see if he could take visits. I think he's come to the realization that, you know, visits are very much up in the air past September 30th. So um, he might need to um, move up his decision timeline a little bit. But the the biggest development of the tight end position of late has been um, kind of the rise of, of Jalen Sheed, um, the three-star tight end from Mississippi that Bama offered in June and uh, and has been really climbing the list for. He made a top three recently with Bama, LSU, and Ole Miss, uh, and he's looking to make a decision in uh, mid-October. So this might be the battle of, you know, does Oots or Sheed commit first? Um, and I, I still like the chances for Robbie Oots to Bama. Um, we'll see when he decides to make a decision, but it could come down, considering Bama's only likely going to take one tight end, it could come down to whoever commits first between those two. Yeah, we've most recently seen Alabama go to the transfer portal if needed to with Carl Tucker. So that's an avenue that will be there, you would think, uh, really at, at most positions for for the Crimson Tide. But but again, certainly we've seen it at tight end here in the last year or so. As we let you go, Hank, on this latest edition of the Bama Online Podcast, uh, some interesting hoops news is J.D. Davison the state's top prospect for the class of 2021, the 6'3 guard from Calhoun School, um, has narrowed his list to six finalists. Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Michigan, Kansas, and Memphis. Uh, any surprises there? Or are you kind of looking at this as maybe more of an in-state battle? Do some of the out-of-state out programs have a legitimate shot? Obviously, a couple blue bloods in that mix. Yeah, I, I think this is kind of one of those – Depends on who you talk to. They might give you a different answer on what they think of J.D. Davison and where he's leaning. Um, I've always kind of covering this recruitment felt that it, w- it was going to be an in-state battle. But I, I talked to a, a colleague with 24-7 recently who said, uh, you know, watch out for Memphis. Obviously, they're in it. Um, LSU is in it. Uh, all, all the top six are in it. I mean, it's it's fair to say. So um, there doesn't seem to be any clear consensus on uh, a place he's leaning. I think the crystal ball has him to Auburn uh, or no, he doesn't have any crystal ball projections. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, that kind of just goes to show that <laughs> there's not a lot of confidence on, on any which way he may be leaning, but I do think, uh, you know, talking to a p- person close to him that, you know, th- there is people in, on his, uh, you know, in his camp that, that are really impressed with Alabama and what Nate Oates has done in his short period there. Um, I think, uh, you know, Travis Branham with 24 seven wrote a story about how he's going to be paying close attention to this top six this fall, seeing how they uh, perform on the court. Um, kind of that could and that could certainly influence kind of where he's leaning and, and what he's going to do. So Bama's in it for him. Antoine Petway is the lead recruiter. Um, he certainly um, won his fair share of recruiting battles for Alabama. So he's going to be one we're tracking closely this fall. Yeah. The 2020 cycle, it, it was essentially the the year of Brian Hodgson, yep. the ace recruiter for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But uh, Petway, he's uh, he's all the way in on this one with J.D. Davison, the outstanding guard uh, who is looking to ultimately make a decision between six really good programs here as we head down the stretch. Well, you know what else we've got, Hank? We've got uh, We've got Alabama commitments and targets on the football field these days. Mm-hmm. Didn't know if we'd be talking about that uh, heading into 
the latter stages of August, but here we go. We got a weekend, and I know you'll be updating this on the website for us. Uh, some guys with an emphasis on in-state prospects and commitments. Uh, we got some actual football on the high school level around here, Hank. Yeah, um, it, it kicked off on Thursday night with uh, Robert Woodyard being the first Alabama commit to play this uh, 2020 season. Um, Williamson played Lafleur, uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's tricky because you're going you're going through you know who's playing. You got to kind of look up what states have what rulings if if high schools are even playing. <laughs> You got to make sure it's not a scrimmage. You got to make sure it's a newer, updated schedule. So, I uh, really got to pay attention this fall. But um, <clears throat> Alabama is kicking off this this weekend. Um, Deontay Lawson's game actually got canceled already. Um, the Mobile Christian Monroe game, so that's off. But um, on, on Friday evening, Ian Jackson um, and Prattville are, are facing Wetumpka uh, from Montgomery. Then Anquin Barnes and, and Lee are playing at Daphne. Um, so that's uh, the Friday night slate. Um, there's certainly some other really good in-state games, too. You know, Hoover and Oxford, Pinson Valley, Hewitt, Trustville. And then on Saturday, um, I'm sorry, not not it's Hoover, uh, Phoenix City Central. Then on Saturday, Jeremiah Alexander and, and Thompson, the loaded Thompson team, are are, uh, are hosting Oxford. So it's a pretty pretty good weekend, um, you know, to, to tune in to some Alabama high school football. Absolutely. And as always, we appreciate you, Hank, here on the podcast. And, of course, Right there at BamaOnline.com with us as well. You need to post up with us on the roundtable. The premium message board of choice for Crimson Tide fans everywhere. And, of course, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast here already, we would certainly appreciate you doing so. Leave us a rating and a review while you're there. We would uh, thank you for that as well. Hank, as always, appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Travis. Hope it's a peaceful weekend for Hank South. (laughs) We'll see. For Hank South, Travis Ryer, speaking of weekends, hope you have a great one as well. And again, keep it locked to BamaOnline.com. So long, everybody. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving nonstop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.